Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Welcome back, job makers, makers of jobs, all you fine folks out there. <laughs> Morning. I sound weird to myself. I don't know why. Morning. Hey. Morning. 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 Good, good morning. I gotta tighten up this mic stand. Okay. Um, yeah. So here we are today. Um, we still don't know who the president is. <clears throat> That's fun. No. We had a guy try the door here. Yeah. First thing. <laughs> we got a little started a little late. We're eating. We're eating some breakfast, and some guy tries to open up the door <clears throat> to the office. And uh, it's locked. And I think he was checking to see if no one was home. Want to make sure no one was here because I've got my trailer loaded down with equipment and tools. And I think I think he was planning on uh, helping himself to some of my tools. Because we walked out and he acted all kinds of fishy. And he got a little defensive. Like he got mad at us because we were asking him if what's going on. Like we're not the ones acting suspicious, dude. Like, yeah. I, I said, uh, as he's... <clears throat> he's walking away or something and yeah. he, he had his back to me i was like hey can i help you and he uh what did he say he said uh oh, i was just checking to see if you guys are open it's cold you don't have to get an attitude yeah I'm like what <laughs> first off we're not giving you attitude before we got he's asking if you can you know you're asking him if you can help him you know yeah cause he was trying like... to come in my business if, yeah i mean before hours I mean, just made sense. Yeah, what it was is I guarantee because he can't see in to these windows, so he couldn't tell if you know he wanted he wanted to see if someone was here. Because if no one answered the door, I guarantee you he was gonna climb up into my trailer and uh, help himself to a few things. So (sighs) this that's this start to the morning. It is this is a good reminder of why I live way outside of Tulsa because I'm sick and tired. I, I was just so sick and tired of this area. It's not, and the thing is, is it's not like, it's not like gangland, like we're worried about drive-by shootings or anything like that. I mean, there's some, you know, violent crimes that occur around here, but it's, you know, typically if you're not involved in that type of lifestyle, you're probably not going to find yourself getting caught in the crossfire. <clears throat> what is the problem with this this side of town and the type of crime that happens is it's like, it's just a constant barrage of, it's like petty crime. So it's not like major, you know, groundbreaking, like we're worried about drive-by shootings. It's just, you, you can't take a break. You can't take a moment to like, like if you're not paying attention, you're not vigilant all the time, then something is going to happen. You're going to have something stolen from you or, yeah. or something damaged because someone's messing with your stuff. Like, it's all, it's just this, it's a constant barrage of petty crime. It's like nobody around here has any morals or ethics, it seems like. It's so, it's so unbelievably frustrating. You know, at my house, I don't, like, I, f- I, I probably, honestly, the only person in my neighborhood that locks their doors. And it's, and it's just. And that's just because of the habit of you uh, yeah. living here in town. Yeah, exactly. Like, nobody locks. In fact, in fact, my neighbor's. Um, they let me use their tractor. Like I, like they, you know, they, they outright told me, they're like, Hey, um, you know, your lawnmower key works for our tractor. I'm like, Oh, okay. They're like, yeah, you can just take it whenever you want. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I have a key why, to their tractor. <clears throat> why would your lawnmower key work for their tractor? Same key. Okay. Yeah. So here's the deal the, to a lot of people that aren't in the know and people. And I, and I, and I mean, I, I kind of knew that I just didn't. I didn't want to, I thought it was, I thought I should, you know, ask permission before just grabbing their tractor. So whenever I asked, I was, I wasn't really needing their key because I had a key to theirs. Mm -hmm. But so lawn equipment, like zero turns and um, things of that nature, Mm -hmm. they typically use like a one size fits all ignition. And so it's the same key that operates so, like, if you have a zero-turn key, you can probably start up almost any other zero-turn. Doesn't matter what brand. 
doesn't matter what brand, whether wow. it's a, whether it's a Toro or a John Deere, um, you likely can just start it with now some equipment like mini excavators and skid steers, they tend to have a, a different key, but a lot of the times they'll use the same key for like the entire brand. So they're not super duper secure when it comes to like the ignition side of things, but it's also not super common that someone goes and steals a, a, a medium, uh, a medium sized tractor, the, the, the mid-level tractors, you know, or, or a heavy tractor or even a light tractor, honestly. Um, I think a lot of that stems from the fact that most of those tractors are in rural areas where people are a little bit more honest. Um, I think people also people are kind of forced to be honest when you're out there because the list of suspects is pretty small if someone stole <laughs> something <laughs> from my neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, I think there's legitimately only a dozen people in my neighborhood, a dozen houses <coughs> in my neighborhood. Um, so I didn't know Chicota was as big as it is. Yeah, it's like a real size town. Um, if you're like in the, I just live outside of Chicota. So like <laughs> there's a Walmart and stuff there, you know. I mean, it's not huge. Right, but we've got a Walmart and an Atwoods, and that's really all you need, honestly. It does have a truck stop too. It's got a pilot there. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, man, what is with my headphones? It's <clears throat> like I'm faint. Are they cutting in it? Oh, you know, it might be. Ah, there is we that are. Better? There I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm a real boy now. <laughs> Uh, See, I can't hear your headphones, so I have no idea what what <laughs> level they are, if it's too quiet or not. I'm sitting here going, man, it sounds like I am really distant. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, we went, we quoted a camera system out there for a building in Dakota, oh, yeah? and uh, the mayor is uh, Rocky, and the mayor hit it off real well because I guess the mayor is a is big into um, like he himself. Uh, races those uh, the mudding uh, racetracks. I don't know exactly. Dirt uh, track racing. Yeah, but it's a specific car that Rocky really likes. Uh, but anyways, he he happened. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I I, for, I forget what they're. They called. look like normal race cars except for they're a little <clears throat> lopsided. Yeah, they ha- and they also typically have a, a spoiler on the back. That one side is a little bit taller than the other because they go in a, a relatively banked yeah dirt track. Um, Rocky travels all over the. They call it stunt cars or something. I don't know. I can't remember what they're called. Rocky, my salesman, uh, just so the listeners know, uh, he travels usually <clears throat> within about seventy-five miles or so to go to these races. Oh well, he, he really likes going to these races. And um, he, when he found out that the mayor actually races in those, he was like, oh, cool. I've gotten in with this guy. Yeah. So he kept hitting the guy up. And then we went out to uh, McAllister um, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's like, oh, let's swing through Dakota and see if uh, they've done anything. We went through Dakota and they went with somebody else. Not only did they go with somebody else, but whoever that somebody else was, they used the same exact cameras we used. Hmm. We're like, man. Hmm. What, what were the cameras for? Was it for a... It was for some senior building. Oh, okay. Like a hangout for seniors. Hmm. Uh, kind of like the Shake Shack for te- teenagers back yeah. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a senior citizen's... <laughs> facility or something i don't know the bingo hall yeah the bingo hall but uh what it was is when they had us quoted Uh they had us quote linking the police station this building another senior building and another building down the way all four of them were government buildings Mm -hmm. and that was going to be phase one Oh, and then the, a park. They wanted cameras on a park. Huh. So our quote definitely was going to be much higher than whoever the idiot company is that yeah. did that I, one. I always dislike this, like, the, the, the system for which, like, how people, how this whole bidding, the bidding system works. Because the problem is, is that, you know, the customer doesn't really understand or know, 
you know, exactly why prices real, really what they want. Yeah. And on top of that, like what'll happen is like, you know, say for instance, like I quote a cylinder head job, right. On a vehicle, other mechanic shops can quote it cheaper than me because if they want, or say, say they're just, you know, doing head gaskets cause they could quote it with just doing, just replacing the head gasket. But Anytime I quote it, that include, and I have to mention it, I have to say this also includes rebuilding the cylinder heads at a machine shop because if I pull cylinder heads, they're going to get rebuilt. And some people, though, um, they don't understand the value in that at all because they just don't know, and it's hard to express that and explain that. And I do. I'll say, look, you know, you don't need your cylinder heads rebuilt. If your valves are good, um, then it just, you know, you probably just need your head gaskets because you've got a blown head gasket. But we're doing all this work to take them off. It's nothing to just drop them off at a machine shop and get completely rebuilt. And yes, it's going to cost, you know, an extra, depending upon the heads, you know, anywhere between $200 to $700 or, or whatever to, to rebuild them. But, you know, and I, and I express, I'm like, look, this, you know, I'm not making any money off of this cylinder head rebuild. That's just what my machine shop charges me. And, and some people will, you know, they'll just go with the cheapest guy because he just, you just needed the head gaskets. And the thing is, is, and I explain this, I try to explain this, that what would really suck if we go through all of this labor and work. It's the first time. And, and then, you know, a couple months down the road, you drop a <coughs> valve seat because, you know, there's a high probability if you blew a head gasket, you also ran that engine a little hot and those cylinder heads took a little bit of an abuse. They may be good for the lifetime of the vehicle after we replace the head gasket, or you may, you know, need need new valves in 10,000 miles. Yep. And it would really suck to spend all that money and labor to then have to go and do it all over again. And not to mention, if you pull those heads off, those aren't reusable gaskets, so you're also replacing those head, that head gasket set again. So when you're... When you're dealing with, you know, quoting multiple people all the time throughout the week, it, it gets to be uh, a chore to have to break down and explain all of this to every single person. I mean, some of them is pretty cut and dry, like, oh, we're doing breaks or whatever. Now, sometimes, and th this could have happened with the Dakota uh, uh, government buildings or whatever, uh, but anyways, uh, Keith... My dad, whenever he happens to go on sales appointments, he mm -hmm. tries and thinks through and helps the customer think all the way through their prog pro process. Mm -hmm. So it could have happened that my dad, when he went there, he basically, so how are you going to view these cameras? Mm -hmm. And then they... So w what he was originally probably trying to do was not just get that job, but he was probably trying to work it through to where he got all five buildings. And so it's kind of a a good thing that he thinks through things like that, but sometimes it kind of hurts us. Uh yeah, well, uh, and that's the thing is, like, you know... You can't ever know exactly where the customer's really mm -hmm. wanting to go 100%. Yeah, I think, to me, I feel like it'd be better to overquote someone and lose the job than to underquote to get the job and then end up having to change your price around or, you know, have an unsatisfied customer. <clears throat> I'd rather... <clears throat> honestly, I'd rather lose the job and have an overquote... Cause, is especially on big projects it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to foresee literally everything that could happen that could cost money on it oh yeah so you want to build in a little bit of extra in the quote just in case i mean that's yeah you can do it that way or uh what i've seen lately um uh, with bigger jobs is bigger jobs understand that there might be mm -hmm. change orders yeah 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 uh, so to have change orders here and there, it's just part of it. They mm -hmm. they understand that. Yeah. Like, um, uh, Kenneth just had me rebuild an engine for him. <clears throat> we got this engine rebuilt for this truck. It's 1968 Ford. And, uh, he got the engine dropped into this thing. And, uh, 
Now the transmission is stuck in third gear. I can't drink that coffee yet. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> forgot you have to have creamer. I have to have um, candy. So he found out that the engine's stuck in third gear, or the transmission rather, and literally nothing was done to the transmission. It was working before, but like the only thing that was done to the transmission, it was separated from the engine. And that couldn't, shouldn't have caused anything to go bad on it. It just was a terrible coincidence that this uh, manual transmission decided to go bad. Like, right, what realistically what happened is, is we, what we're thinking is, is my thought is there was probably some loose components inside the transmission. It was going to fail like any moment. And then in the process of transporting the uh, engine and transmission, it might have jostled things, you know, those loose things and got it to where it, you know, got stuck into third gear and needs to be taken apart and, you know, do a rebuild done on it, which there's, <clears throat> there's just nothing you could have done to prevent that. Or, you know, if, if it hadn't happened then, it would have happened, you know, right down later on down the road after the customer gets the truck back and they would have needed a rebuild on the transmission. But, you know, you can't, so a job like that and his customers entirely understandable. It's a 1968 Ford. And, and it, before they got a hold of it, it sat in a field for like 10 years. So, Goodness. yeah. And the, I mean, it was running and everything, but it was leaking, you know, oil out of like every orifice on that engine. I mean, that's the main reason why I was rebuilding it. It was primarily because it leaked out of every single gasket. Like if there was, <clears throat> if there was, you know... <laughs> If there was a spot to leak on that engine, it was leaking. It was absolutely filthy. It took me, I mean, I think to in total, I spent no less than 12 hours cleaning the engine and parts just to get it clean because um, it was so filthy. But, you know, you can't, you can't plan for all of those things. And so typically speaking on, yeah, on the more complex projects, you can, you're a customer's typically understanding of that if something comes up that you just can't foresee. But what, what, it, what happens is, especially whenever you're doing like over the phone quotes, is you can get killed whenever you, whenever you, you know, quote a little bit extra in there thinking, you know, just in case something comes up. Because I, I, what I don't want to do is I don't, you know, you don't want to tell a customer it's going to be, you know, $1,000 and then, um, and then you get into it and it turns out well no this is really going to be you know 12 or 1300 dollars even a couple hundred dollar increase um, i know that's like, like my steering yeah. knuckles yeah <laughs> those that's those are like the literally the least the least fun conversations to have is yeah. whenever he got to have or well was it you or kenneth well either both y'all had to have that conversation <clears throat> with my truck yeah and Keith and myself, well, actually, it was more me, and then I had to relay it on to Keith, which that was fun. Yeah. Uh, Keith was already ticked off about the fact that we're spending more money on those trucks. Now, all of our trucks, I mean, even the uh, Urban Auto Repair, or Urban Auto and Lawn Repair, which was really funny, Trade Connection sent us to uh, them to get the, the green van uh, aligned. Mm-hmm. Uh, after you guys did the work on it, uh, and then he just put new tires on it. So Trade yeah. Connection sent us over there. And looking it up, and I'm going, Urban Auto and Lawn Repair? What in the world? And uh, so I get there, and I was like, so y'all are a, a lawn repair shop, but you do, you do alignments? <laughs> he I goes, well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, l working on a lawnmower is just a small motor versus a, a car motor. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, and we just happen to do alignments as well. And yeah, but it's lawn repair, not lawn equipment repair. Yeah. So no, I mean, lawn, re lawn equipment repair. Oh, is it? Okay, see, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah that, that makes sense. I mean, I work on small equipment. I just don't, I don't... You don't advertise. I don't advertise, and I don't like to do it. The reason I don't like to do it is uh, part supply is uh, kind of a pain with small engine equipment. It is far more difficult to line up, especially, especially in the sense that what happens is if you advertise that, then people call you because their you know hundred dollar Briggs and Stratton push mower is not starting up. And the thing is, is that it oftentimes 
it is just more cost effective to just buy a new one than to repair it because if you have to pay me even just two hours to to work on this thing and that's if we there's no parts needed or involved you could just go buy another brand new mower <clears throat> now commercial equipment on the other hand when we're talking thousands of dollars for a mower it it makes sense i mean some of these you know some of these commercial zero turns cost as much as my truck um, in fact, there, it's it's real easy to buy a lawnmower that costs more than my truck, costs as much as you know your truck would have cost. You know, people spend twelve thousand dollars on zero turns all the time. So <clears throat> I, I just found, and this is going to be a total a subject, complete subject change. Mm. It says Hunter Biden emails names, compa- uh, email names Kamala Harris, others as key contacts for joint venture with China Energy Co. Hmm. Hmm. The, uh, the why thing. why why is this being ignored and why why is it that why is it that like anyone would anyone would think that it is okay to like it's not like it came from like some unknown source or something no like uh, the story uh, broke by the, the New York t- was no the the was it the Post I think it was the Washington Post the Washington yeah. Post not the New York Times but the Washington Post which is an established and well known and very liberal <clears throat> yeah. Was it the Washington Post or was it the New York Post? I don't know. It was one of those. So Anyhow, the, whoever The was. article goes on to say, it says, The emails purported to be Hunter Biden's on that abandoned laptop that have been verified by one recipient. They're real. They're spectacularly... Spe- they're, they're damning, uh, according to the article. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and go for that word again. Spectacularly. Nailed it. Uh, according to Tony Bobolinsky, a former business partner of Hunter Biden. Hmm. So when that whole deal came out from Tony Bobolinsky, he basically kind of locked himself up in, in the sense of, I'm going to hide so that I don't get killed by the Bidens. What, yeah, what I don't understand is like how this, how, how people can just... You can't get any more damning than this. Why, yeah. why did they go through with voting... The bastard in. It says another email begs for answers from Joe Biden's vice presidential <clears throat> running mate, mm-hmm. Senator Kamala Harris. A list of key domestic contacts for a joint venture involving Jim and Hunter Biden and now bankrupt CEFC China Energy Co. Current running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, among other prominent Democrats, Fox News has learned. I just. Every time one of these type things comes to light, why? This is how. What, this is what makes me think that. Well, for one, it sh- it showed an absolute amazing amount of corruption in mainstream and social media to bury this story. Here's the thing about the news. Here's the thing about re- journalism. What what your job is in journalism is to report the news report doesn't even necessarily have to be facts it just has to be report the news now obviously do your best to check for facts like it's not a bit you report what is happening you you tell the story and let the people decide what to do with it what to do with that information you pass along the information whether it be true or not if it is if it is a credible source or if you have credible information and then let, you know, that's, that's the job. The job of the news is to spread information, right? So, and that's what the Post was doing, was spreading information. And Twitter shuts them down. And then Twitter has some sort of, I, I don't know if you've listened to or read, but Twitter had some sort of nonsensical, like, excuse. Every single time that someone gets, like, uh, shut down in Twitter, like, every single time, Twitter has this excuse that says, well, you know, it was automatic, like, we didn't target them and specifically, like, ban them. It's just that, you know, something happened, uh, like, we, you know, it was, it was from our, it was our, our algorithm did it. They always have some sort of excuse and blame it on an automated uh, system, and they say, oh, we're tweaking it, we're fixing it, we're reinstating them. No. And and here's the deal with Twitter and Facebook and you know Instagram, like all, all the social media platforms, they are yes private companies, mm-hmm. but at some point or another, at some point or another, we need to decide if if they are 
if they are by extension, because of the fact that they are the main means of communication anymore and spreading the news these days, if there are First Amendment protections in there. And because, I mean, here's the thing. Fox News is a private company. CNN is a private company. Like, they're, they're all owned by private media corporations. Yep. But at the same time, like, if any of those media corporations were silencing somebody, it would be considered a breach on their First Amendment constitutional rights. And so, like, I don't, you don't get to, you don't get to pick and choose who, you know, what truth is spoken. Like, if, if there is facts out there, if there's information out there, yeah, maybe, maybe um, it isn't true. But let's, but, but there's credible information that points to the fact that it is true. So it's worth reporting. For, for instance, you know, you see on, and this, this annoys me to no end with Facebook, is there, have you seen that there's a meme <clears throat> uh, that, you know, shows Joe Biden um, and his quote saying, I don't work for you? And Facebook fact check says there's missing context. Like, that's not, that's not missing context. No. I, I saw the full video, and he said those words. He said it. He knows he said it. I know he said it. We all know he says it. Facebook knows he said it. We, because we heard it. And you can't tell me, you can't come up, you can't put block them with, with fact checkers and say, oh, this is missing context or this is only partially true. It's not partial. It's what, it's wholly true. Yeah. And, and you can't tell me that the, those fact checks aren't biased because they're a hundred percent biased. Anything that speaks ill of the left wing is is fact checked and here's the problem with that the problem with that is you start to like i've gotten to the mindset where if i see those fact checks i assume that it's wrong i assume that the fact checkers are wrong <laughs> yeah so do i i mean i, I almost like it almost gives right. it, it almost gives the post credibility to I, me. I need to check this out because I mean, yeah i'm the legit fact checker fact yeah. checker and that's i see if i see that it's been fact checked and and it says that it that that post isn't true <laughs> it adds credibility to it to me i'm thinking yeah. well if fact check is saying it's not true it must be true and, and, and the thing is, now, I'll go into and do more research and verify whether or not that is the case, but the problem is, is that there are millions of people out there that have seen too many times this fact check clearly is suppressing a particular political viewpoint, and so they're going to automatically assume that because that there is a fact check icon on that, mm-hmm. that that it, it lends to credibility and, and that it is true, and so they'll they'll go on and repost things just because it has been fact-checked. And mm-hmm. and that becomes problematic because then there may be some real misinformation being put out there because it, because of these because of these targeted fact-checking situations. What what's interesting to me though is uh, because of that the the fact-checking thing. Uh I know I've there's been many a time where I've looked at it and gone <clears throat> Yeah. I can see where that possibly is true, mm-hmm. and but then I also look at it and go, well, I could also see where that might not be true, and so I'm trying to figure out which one is true, which one is so, not, but then also you got the people, and I hate to say this, but people like my parents and uh, your grandparents, yeah, I've in seen, the, I've in seen the your generation do this. Many a time. They just post uh, something just they, because it's on the internet. It seems very close to yeah. the line. Like, it, it's going to be legit. And so, Facebook, with this whole fact-checking thing, they're looking at it as, uh, down. I mean, especially now, you get enough enough of those people that, that have that mindset, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to post this because this looks like it's legit. And Facebook and all those... Uh, liberals, mm-hmm. they're looking at laughing at us because we, uh, as conservatives, are posting way too much BS. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of posts that are <clears throat> fake. Oh, no, yeah. In fact, I commented and, on one a while ago. I don't I don't recall. We may have talked about this, but my great uncle, um, he's my, my grandmother's brother. He posted something. I don't remember the exact details of it, but I read it, and I'm like, well, this can't even come close to being true. Let me double-check this. And I think it had something to do with the fact that 
Um, like one of the erroneous facts in there was talking about how Bill Gates and Fauci were like roommates in college. <laughs> and so like that, that was a red flag for me. Cause I was like, I'm pretty sure Fauci is like 20 years older than Bill <laughs> Gates. <laughs> so I looked into it and not only was that incorrect, but I mean, I found like no less than like eight or nine, you know, completely false statements in this, in this post. It was one of those. Um, one of those posts that's like, uh, you know, is, if you're a real patriot, you'll share this or whatever. And it was like a conspiracy and it was, it had all these inform these facts in here that were completely erroneous. And, and so I commented on it and I said, okay, here's the deal. I am not a fan of, you know, uh, you like, I, I'm, it's not that I, it's not that I'm opposing this political point of view. It's just none of this is true. And I pointed out where things weren't true. And then his, my, my uncle's reply was, uh, he's like, well, where's Facebook fact checkers on this one? And I'm like, who knows? But why are we, re why are we relying on them? And to be entirely honest with you, I think fact check, like intentionally overlooked that because mm -hmm. it it leads to discredit the conservative viewpoint if you're going around posting absolute like <clears throat> the thing is is it was just close enough to possibly be like to look true enough to fool a few people, but there was so many. There were so many red flags in it to anyone who has like just uh, like be beyond just scrolling past and go, oh yeah, that must be true. If you look at it for more than five seconds, there's too many red flags. And so what would happen is you get a whole bunch of conservatives reposting this complete garbage, mm -hmm. and then anyone who you know is going to look into it is typically because they're going to oppose the view. They're going to look into it and be like, look at these idiots. Like clearly, mm -hmm. not, how could this? How could you think that Bill Gates and Fauci were? Uh, roommates well, in college when Fauci is like 20 years older than him. They didn't even attend the same college. Like, there's like so many f f uh, misinformation there was, in there. There was also one about uh, um, a... Bill Gates has a uh, <clears throat> foundation or something. Yeah. Uh, and not only does he have the foundation, but he's got it engraved on the uh, outside uh, concrete or limestone i don't know this uh basically on the wall of the building and uh you're looking at it going that's blatantly obvious how could he do that why would he do that why would he be i can't remember exactly what the the deal was but bill gates it was a building and uh he's he and warren buffett are uh tied to this mm -hmm. this foundation and it's basically a euthanasia uh, type post. And I'm looking at him going, are you serious? And actually, it took me a few minutes to go, no freaking way would they be that blatantly obvious. Yeah. And turns out it wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah. Someone literally photoshopped yeah. the words into the concrete or the, the, the uh -huh. building. Yeah. And you're looking at it going... That took some serious time. Yeah, and the problem is, and the problem is, is that it becomes hard to discern, you know, fact from fiction whenever so many people are lying on both sides. Okay. And I think honestly, <clears throat> I think honestly, like the there there are liberals out there who are creating like conservative leaning ideas. Um, they're creating to, these posts with, to cloud the yeah rife with misinformation in it to make it look like look like oh these conservatives are crazy. Mm -hmm. Because they're because they're they're, they're just a bunch of conspiracy yeah, a bunch of conspiracy theorists and so then so then when a real conspiracy comes along, you know it Such looks like the boy pandemic yeah <clears throat> when something like that comes along people are like oh it's, it's the boy who cried wolf like these people are especially this year especially this year there's so many conspiracies happening at once well that, um, the the pandemic was actually <clears throat> if you look at it look at the Rockefeller plan it yeah. was written in 2012. Yeah. And it actually has the coronavirus written into the Rockefeller plan back in 2012 and it was predicted for this year. <clears throat> it didn't it didn't specifically name coronavirus. No, but it, it, but I mean it, it, it a pandemic. Yeah. Um and so that one right there seriously? 2012 mm -hmm. it was written? There's yeah. no way. I mean that's the way all liberals. It took, all it took is you just had they, an opportunity needed to be seized, and we in this country was primed and ready for something yeah. like this. And then on top of that, the media just constantly runs it every day, yeah, in day in day out. The same thing. Oh, these stupid conservatives—they're just—they're so conspiracy theorist 
minded. Are we? Yeah. Well, yeah. see, here's the thing is... I mean, there are some people that, yes, they are yeah. very conspiracy theorist-minded. You, you can get deep down into a rabbit hole <laughs> if you really wanted to. There, there, there's some, but I, myself, I'm not a super uh, serious no. conspiracy theorist. No. Neither are you. No. Neither are a lot of people our age. And whenever I talk about... I mean, <sighs> and that's the thing. Like, but I well, guarantee you, Don Lamont, or whatever his name is there at CNN, he would look at us and go, oh, yeah, these guys are deep. That was just Lemon. Don Lemon. Well, no, there was, who was it? I think it was Charlie Kirk, or there was somebody who was like, Don Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> he was just making a fun of me. <laughs> Lamont. No, um, yeah, well, I think, uh, I think it took a minute for your dad, like your dad at first, like I was talking, you know, he thought I was crazy talking whenever we were, you know. To be honest, I kind of was looking yeah. at you going, uh I don't know if it's that bad, Matt. Well, and then and then things started getting worse, and then and then your dad has gone on the opposite end. Like you can tell by the things he's posting on Facebook, you can tell <laughs> that he is he is he's he's very much believing what I had to say then, and because now he's he's finding conspiracies that I didn't even know existed and putting them up <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> he's on board. He's like, okay, yeah, because that's the thing is, I'll tell you this: like this year, it will. It's going to have a couple of effects, and I think one of which is it's going to open people's eyes. And then the other side of that spectrum is that other people just get more solidified into their into their viewpoints. They're just going to concrete themselves in and say, look at all these careless people walking around without masks on, and like, I can't believe them. Oh, they're definitely there. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounded like someone messed like with the someone... door again. Yeah, I think that time was just like... A, temperature change or something the sunlight getting on the glass no there's there are people who think you know that way and i mean my my answer to them i guess is like if they is that you just need to you just need to look at what's happening like what is going on and i'm not it's not it's not a far-fetched conspiracy theory to think that that because it was clear and obvious that people benefited from this from this oh, yeah. this this natural disaster, this pandemic, people have benefited from it. And, I mean, just think of Amazon. Oh okay. yeah, we we couldn't leave our houses, and uh, we had to well, quarantine. Record breaking year. In fact, you know what's even so? If you the were reason they, the so, reason they had such a record breaking year is not because uh, the so Bezos got a divorce, right? Get a divorce was it? It was finalized, I think, last year, twenty nineteen. Okay. And when he finalized this divorce, his ex-wife got half of his net worth, which at the time, I think she ended up getting, you know, I think it was like $35 billion, right? That's, that's a lot of freaking money. That's, a, that's more money than you'll ever be able to figure out how to spend. <laughs> no kidding. Now, oddly enough, he gets divorced and it gets finalized before 2020, and now he's worth something like several hundred billion dollars. That was a good move on his part. If, uh... Yeah, was it coincidence or you know, because he didn't seem to he didn't seem to be too shook up or care too much about the thirty five billion dollars that he gave to his ex wife in this divorce, uh, you know, settlement. But then you know, because maybe he knew that he was about to like you know quintuple Greg. his net value, his 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 profit. Like and now. <sighs> He's worth like several hundred billion dollars now. Yeah, like like Amazon has like quintupled in in value. He, he's made a buttload of money this year. And if she had just got, if she had just waited a year for a divorce <laughs> instead of thirty five billion, which all the, which by the way is already an insurmountable amount of money. There's more maybe, money. Maybe he uh, than screwed can up be on purpose to uh, have her divorce him. Well, that's what I'm saying is I think that like, I think there, a divorce was kind of, you know, probably, I'm sure that it, it wasn't like a, all of a sudden overnight type of a deal. I think that a divorce was, you know, being talked about, but I think that there's a reason why he got that, made sure that divorce got finalized and didn't sweat too much giving her $35 billion because maybe he knew what was about to happen. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, think about it. Like, it, he, again, like it seemed like he didn't really care too much about the fact that he, and now I don't care how much money you have. If you got to give someone thirty five billion dollars, that's going to that's going to that's going to hurt just a little bit. You know, 
It's yeah. It's gonna be mildly painful. He seemed to shake it off like nothing, like nothing else, like nothing happened. Because I, you know, again, this is this is getting a little bit on the uh, tinfoil hat side of things. But I think there might be a potential that maybe he knew um, that he was about to like, you know, quintuple his his value in this in this coming year. You know, I don't know. That's yeah, just a that's just some food for thought on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the exact numbers. Um, let's, uh, let's see what Jeff Bezos is worth today. Um, today, today, uh, Jeff Bezos net worth. Ha. Yeah. Yeah. $184.8 billion. One, 184 billion. Yeah. So if she had divorced him, uh, if she had, if the divorce had gone through like now, instead of getting thirty-five million, she would have got like ninety million dollars. She could have got three times as much money. Million or billion? A billion. Sorry, not not million. But either way, there's so many. There's so big. There's so big numbers. I don't think people fully appreciate how much Too a many billion is. A billion is a lot of monies. If you were to count one billion seconds, one billion seconds is it take like 30-something years to count to 1 billion if you count it out one second at a time. That is how much... And he has 184 of those. <clears throat> so like if you were to count his money $1 at a time, one second at a time, it, it would take you 3,000 years to count his money. <clears throat> Over 3,000 years. That's, that's a, I think somewhere close to like 4,000 years. Like, if you started counting it today, it'd be, it'd be 2420 before you get done counting his money. Uh, that's how much money he has. Like, he could spend a dollar a second for the next 4,000 years. I, don't, I couldn't even spend a dollar a second for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd, be, I'd be out of money by Friday. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't work out well. A dollar a second. He could spend a dollar a second for 4,000 years. It's unreal. Yeah, I try. I, you know, I, I like to. I like to put things into perspective on occasion. Whenever I hear like billions of dollars, and I think because when I first heard that that she got you know thirty five billion dollars and that she would have got more, and I You're was like, like, good for her. I was like, yeah, that's a lot of. But I was like, man, she could have got ninety billion dollars. But then I was like, hang on a second. If you gave me thirty five billion dollars, I would be doing the biggest happy dance that ever there was. I would quit working. I wouldn't have to work. My children wouldn't have to work. My children's children wouldn't have to. Like we would. I, I would set my family up for generations to come. Problem though is uh, your kids, uh, because they <clears throat> never work, they probably would spend yeah, it I mean, so fast. That's what happens with old money, like old family money, like that. People just people just get silly with it because they don't understand the concept of it. Right. Yeah. You, know, you talk to people who grow up, you know, fairly wealthy. Like you don't even have to talk to millionaires. You just talk to people who grew up in the upper middle class, and like uh, like my sister in law. Uh, my brother's wife. It took her some adjusting to to be in in our family because <laughs> you know she grew up like you know it's not like she grew up with a millionaire for her father, but he made decent money and they always had money and they were financially sound. That is not the upbringing that me and my brother had. Um, also, he he works for American Airlines. Yeah, American yeah. Airlines people. And I'm speaking from experience working with American Airlines people. They are cheap. Mm-hmm. Cheap, cheap. Like, yeah. they squeak when they walk. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, somebody try and squeeze a booger out of George Washington's nose on the quarter? Those people <laughs> do it. Yeah. So, they were always financially sound. <clears throat> and I remember my, my brother was telling me this one time, uh, not long after they had taken this trip, but when they had just, first just got married, um, they went on a trip to Branson with my parents, uh, with my mom and my stepdad. And... Um, on the way back, like, my mom was like, I hope, said something about, like, I hope we have enough, you know, sandwiches, because, like, we're, like, we're not going to have enough money to grab something to eat on the way, like, at a, at a, we don't have enough money for, like, a fast food or whatever, because we're, like, she's, she mentioned something about the fact that Lloyd wasn't getting paid till like, the next day or something like that. And Ashley turned to my brother and said, what do you, what does she mean? There's no, why, did, why didn't she just take some money out of savings? 
<laughs> my brother just about died laughing. And when he told me that, I died laughing on the phone. I was like, savings? What? I was like, that is not a concept that uh, that is, you know, because I, I didn't grow up, you know, dirt poor. But, um, like, like I mean, we could afford dirt, and that was about it. But like, we didn't have we didn't have the same type of financial security. So to her, like the concept of money is a little was a little bit different. You know, it was it was there wasn't there wasn't a point like in her mind there was there could not be a point where you could have no money. Like there was always some in reserve. Mm-hmm. There's always some money somewhere, right? Right. That that was that was her concept. I was she there, to her there was no concept that you could have no money. So yeah, if you, you know, if you had 35 billion dollars, basically you have an infinite amount of money. Mm-hmm. Like the the only thing that would be financially restrictive to you if you had 35 billion dollars is if you wanted to build a house on Mars. That would still be within reach. It would just spend it just cost you, you know, a good how, bit to get there. How much did Bloomberg spend on his campaign? Wasn't it 300 <sighs> something million? A couple hundred million. I think it might have been 100 million. Maybe it was 300 million. I think it was 300 million. Cuz I remember That's a lot of money. I remember the the news anchors saying something about you could give everybody a million. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It turns out you could just only give everyone a dollar because someone doesn't know how to do math. <laughs> I remember looking everyone, at the, if he just gave. I just remember that day we were out at the range and I was like, "Do what?" I didn't really think about it. I was like, well, "Wait, wait, yeah, wait. that's pretty cool." Who was it? Who someone said that it was me. Oh yeah, it was you who said. And yeah, you were like. I'm like, no, like, no, everyone get a like a dollar. I, I really hadn't even thought about the math on it. I was like, no, you just, wow, that's you just pretty repeat, cool. You just repeated the fake news. <laughs> and I, then you said, no, everybody get a dollar. I'm like, 300 million people in the year. Uh, yeah, 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 that's, that's <laughs> how math works. I, I didn't invent it, I just, just know how to use it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> I yeah, that's uh, but you know. <clears throat> People like that, and that's the problem is with people like that who have that type of money that never really worked for it, that just kind of got it, they don't understand the concept of it. And so because of that, they live in this, they live in a different world. You know, even even Trump, who worked hard for a lot of his money, you know, he grew up relatively privileged. Let's, you know. Yeah, for being honest, yeah. Yeah, he grew up, you know, definitely more privileged than you and I. However, um... But the, so even he is, he's going to be slightly disconnected from the, you, the reality of Have you ever read, it, read his books? No, I have uh, not. One of the books that I'm actually reading right now. I've only is, read his uh, tweets. Uh, one of his books that I'm reading right now is uh, How to Win Big and uh, Kick Ass in Business mm-hmm. and Life. Uh, anyways. It's uh, quite, quite the wordy title. <laughs> it is. Uh, the the take, title is the first take a chapter. Breath. You have to take a breath after... In business, yeah, and life, uh, but anyways, uh, he he goes on uh, this book and he, he's uh, talking about a lot of people seem to think that his dad gave him all that money, like ten million dollars or something, to start his own business. Mm-hmm. No, it was an investment. He had to pay it back, yeah, with dividends, like yeah. with, with interest. Yeah, it, it was a business move for his dad. Yeah, which, which you know, I mean, granted. So did the executive homes yeah. guy, the guy that uh-huh. has all the executive home or made executive homes, the uh, building, mm-hmm. uh, home building company here in Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, his grandpa there in uh, Owasso gave him that yeah. loan as well. My, my cousin, my cousin is you know, a home builder. It's not like he's, it's not like he's uh, got millions of dollars to build a neighborhood. He's right. getting, it's, it's not given to him by an investor. No. This investor is investing. Exactly. I mean, it's the same as like, now, it, now if you know no, we, people. That was mildly, pri- you know, was, that, he, that came from a place of privilege because it's kind of hard to, you're like, yeah, I, don't, he, I don't know anybody who would who'd be willing to invest $10 million in a company idea right. for me. But I mean, <clears throat> Trump, his dad yeah. believed in Trump yeah. to go, go with this idea. And, and let me tell and you even this. Though he had that, he had that uh, <clears throat> privileged. Uh, investment from his dad, he still... He still had to work for it. He had to work his butt off. Well, because think about this. Like, he had to come up with a good business idea and had a good business plan because I don't care who your son... Like, I don't care who you are. 
you're not going to just give your son $10 million. No. If, unless you think you, you might have a chance of seeing that money back. Exactly. <laughs> like maybe you might spot him a thousand bucks, you know, but 10 million, that's a lot of money. Now I think, um, when I was a kid, my, my, um, I got, I was given an investment for a, a business. You know, my, my aunt Jessica bought me and my brother and my cousin, um, spray paint and stencils so we could go around and, you know, paint the street addresses on people's curbs. And, uh, but we had to pay that back. Like she bought the initial supplies cause we had no money. And, and then we paid back the amount of money that she put into it and then bought more supplies that, so it wasn't $10 million, but you know, that's a, <laughs> that's, that's my privilege level right there is that, uh, you know, I was, I was given a $20 investment, <laughs> not, not quite $10 million. Did you have to uh, pay, pay dividends back? You know, I, I, I think we technically did because I think we rounded up. I don't think that was the requirement. She didn't require a percentage uh, of a, like a return on investment, but I think it was like she paid like 18 and some change or whatever for the, for the supplies. And then we just gave her back 20. So technically she did get money back. It was a gain on her investment. So it was an investment and not just a interest-free loan. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't uh it wasn't like that. It certainly wasn't given to us, but, uh, <clears throat> uh, but not quite to the same, same effect. I mean, it wasn't quite $10 million. It's, it's kind of close. I mean, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, money is just a number anyways. Hey, we should probably take a quick break before we, uh, before we close this thing out and we will, uh, let's uh, have a word from our sponsors and we will be back, uh, shortly. I don't know if they're not coming in today or not. Well, we're back. <clears throat> We don't know if they're coming in or not. My, my sister, hmm. the secretarial Sick staff, the administrative staff. Yeah. So we basically moved all of my <clears throat> service and installs around so that I could have my guys, uh, my text tomorrow. Uh-huh. We've got a service call slash install up in, uh, in Okmulgee. It's called Randy's Foods. Oh, yeah. And down in Okmulgee, it was down in Okmulgee, up in Okmulgee, whatever. It may um, be a higher elevation than here. I don't know. But they, uh, <clears> it's we, south of here though. We did it last, or did most of it last week. We get done. Now the whole time when my guys arrived there, they did the walkthrough with the mm-hmm. customer to find out where she was wanting all the equipment. Now we're using her existing equipment. We're mm-hmm. just adding three cameras and taking over the security system. When we first got there, we knocked the security system out of the park, and then it was basically just the camera system working on that. For some reason, she, after we're done, we'd been there most of the day, three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was closer to five, actually, now that I think about it. She finally, all right, so let's, uh, once she, I want you to show me how to operate the thing. So we go to back to where the NVR is which is, they have uh, an old office and the new office. The new office is every bit of close to about 250 feet from the old office. Mm-hmm. NVR is in the old office. We ran three cameras to the new office area. And she uh, says, well, why do we have the NVR back here? Well, that's where all, the other, or all five of the other cameras are. And you wanted to go, from what I understand, you wanted to go the cheapest route using the existing equipment and Mm -hmm. leaving it back here. No, no, that's not what we wanted. (laughs) Well, according to our salesman, that's what he understood. So, sorry. Uh, We went round and round, and she explained the same thing like five or six times. And I explained what we could do five or six times to get there. And... So on Friday, we get to go back and move the NVR all the way to the front. And, and then rerun all of the camera wires? No, we're going to put the cameras in a uh, in a rack into a PoE. And then and run that over to the yeah. NVR. Hmm. <laughs> but man. You still got to run, still got to run, you know, wire from one office to the other, though. It's already done. Oh, it's already uh, It's just a matter of moving... All of this, ADT is the company that they went with, and 
they just put the NVR on this little nightstand style table. And so it's on this little table that's like three, four feet off mm-hmm. the ground. Or not even three, four. It's like two feet off the ground. And then the wires are draped down the wall and over to the NVR. I, I don't understand that. Because like in offices or complexes, uh, like uh, commercial type situations, they should all be on racks. Like yeah. In residential, I could understand if it's, you know, going to go on a shelf in a closet or something like that. Just, you know, and still in an ideal situation, you put it in a rack. It just, I mean, that's better for cooling the system, too. Yeah. You know, you have it sitting down and on something. having it on the floor... Uh, or two feet off the ground, the <clears throat> dust that mm-hmm. is going to collect into that thing is going to be yeah. unreal. Hey, so uh, voter fraud, um, how about that? Um, have you noticed that anytime anything is mentioned about voter fraud on Facebook, Facebook has this little informational piece that says, that like talks about how there's all these uh, checks and balances in the in the <laughs> election process and how it's you know safe and secure. Here's the thing. I don't understand why... Here's the thing. I don't understand why, like, why these ideas or these lawsuits are being brushed off and saying, oh, we're not even going to investigate this. How about the Regardless Supreme of how, Court throwing out the yeah. thing, the Texas and Oklahoma and 19 other states that joined the Because <laughs> regardless of the credibility of it, regardless of it, there, there's, there is enough, there's enough evidence to at least launch an investigation. Let's look into it because... Let's say we investigate and then we find, beyond a shadow of a doubt, evidence and proof that for sure, legitimately Joe Biden won. That would be, because I, I honestly don't care how it turns out any either way, as long as a real investigation is done, real evidence is brought, and, and it is found out one uh, way or another. Because the problem that is... Or- in, in that case, okay, we're conspiracy theorists. All of us con- conservatives are just freaking conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Prove us wrong. Exactly. So prove it, prove it wrong, because then at least, because realistically, here's the big problem. The, the, the underlying problem with this is that confidence in the democratic process in this country is at an all-time low. Yeah. And what happens is, when you have people who believe that their voice isn't going to be heard through representation or through voting, then what happens is you... You, if they feel like their voice can't be heard through votes, then, then what's going to happen is that people can potentially react dangerously or violently. Because if you feel like you can't vote, like if you feel like the election process is, is, is fraudulent, or you feel like the election process is flawed, or people can't get their voices heard by voting... Then they're going to then then things aren't going like it basically it spells out the demise of peace in the country because in order for things to get peaceably settled you have to their voices have to be able to be heard from both sides meaning that votes have to be able to be legitimately counted and regardless if it's true or not that there's any amount of voter fraud. It needs to be investigated, needs to be taken seriously, because it's a, it's a serious potential threat to our society. Yeah. And so it needs, to be, it needs to be taken seriously and found out and proven one way or another. I don't care which direction it goes, as long as it is proven with real evidence that either, either that there was fraud, because even if there is fraud, I mean, that won't, that won't help the confidence in the voting process. However, it will... It'll regain a little bit of confidence because we'll know that if there is voter fraud, it'll be found out. Now, if there isn't fraud and Joe Biden legitimately won, then that'll restore confidence uh, as well in the system. More likely than not. I mean, there's still going to be a bunch of people out there that are going to say, well, I still don't believe it. And again, I find it extremely hard to believe that that potato got 80 million votes. But the if it can be proven in court that he did and there was no voter fraud then I'll accept that. I just, I just would like there to be confidence restored in our democratic process. Because without that, if we don't have that, then what do we have? Like exactly. if, if the American people can't voice their concerns through voting, then what's their, what's their next move, you know? So 
Clay, my business coach, I asked him on Tuesday, I was like, so the Supreme Court thing was thrown out, uh, and then we have the Electoral College that just voted on Monday. Do we, What what's the path? I mean, does Trump still have a way that he can possibly pull this out? And he said, mm-hmm. yes, uh, because what at the next step is there will be treason charges brought. Yeah. And that's the, uh, I, I don't know how all that plays out. I'd be, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. Well, what's extremely concerning is if nobody, if nobody, if we don't have like a real investigation and we don't have, if we don't have a real conclusion to it, there'll be too many people that are going to have, um, there, there are too many people that are going to feel cheated and the thing is about these people is if they if they feel like there's a legitimate concern for tyranny and government fraud, then it could lead to, you know, a revolution of some sorts. <laughs> and I, and I we don't want that. It, that's a that's an ineffective. Like it's what I'm trying to get at though. I guess is that if the democratic process doesn't work, what's Plan B? And really, Plan B, it's spelled out there in the Constitution. Plan B is, you know, number two in the amendments world. You know, <coughs> a not means... only that, but I mean, well, we we just put three Supreme Court justices that are constitutionalists, mm-hmm. and all three of them didn't do jack squat when it came to uh, this nineteen state or twenty state. Yeah. Um, well, that's another thing too. Is is that. If this doesn't get heard, that means that there's gonna there's there's 20 states. Not just it's we're not just talking about like you know people, individuals who feel cheated. There are states in this union that are feeling like their voices aren't being heard, exactly. and they're feeling like they're being cheated out of this. And we're one of them. And we are one of them. Now, here's the thing, and I'd be perfectly fine with this. I would not feel any sort of type of way if all of the states that were involved in this, all 19 or 20 of them. Or even just all states that 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 voted for Trump, or that that voted on the conservative side, or that feel wronged if they just separate, become their own country, and the you know the the liberals can have California and the and the East Coast like <laughs> like that's that's fine with me. What I don't understand as long as is- we get Texas, that's all I care about, and the reason I want Texas is all of its resources. But <clears throat> what I don't understand is why. Do liberals? I mean, you got California. Yeah. Why not go live there? If, if you love that world, that mm-hmm. socialistic world, go live there where they're crapping in the that's, streets. And that's the thing is where they're the, just dropping trial and letting it all out. That's the beauty of the United States of America. Not you know crapping all over streets, but the beauty of the United well, they States. Like it. Of, yeah, the beauty of the United States of America is the ability to govern yourselves, to, for the people to govern themselves autonomously. And the federal government's, their role, their, the, the role of the federal government should be, um, should be infrastructure and national safety, like national security. So that means, you know, organizing a military and, and then infrastructure in the way of, you know, utilities and roads. You know, that, that's, the, that's really the role. And then aid to, you know, when states are in need. Right. So if, say, you know, Louisiana gets hit by a hurricane, guess what? The federal government can help, you know, step in and give some relief funding and, you know, federal relief relief funding to assist on that state. So that way there's not going to be an over, overly burdensome burden on particular states. Because, you know, if the federal government didn't exist, Louisiana, you know, say New Orleans happens, right? The, the hurricane and Katrina. Happened. Yeah, New Orleans happens. The whole happens. city just happened. Yeah, it happened. Uh, Hurricane Katrina hits, right? If there wasn't a federal government to step in and provide federal relief funding, then what would happen is Louisiana would then turn to, you know, Arkansas or Texas, you know, its neighboring states and say, hey, could you help me out? And then they would likely have to provide relief funding of some sorts to help them out because, you know, interstate commerce is, is a real thing. And without Louisiana, um, Arkansas would would suffer, Um so you have, 
So the federal government basically is spreading that burden out amongst all of the states, all 49 of the other states, to help assist, you know, Louisiana in, in, this, in this particular instance. So that's where it becomes beneficial. Like, the federal government needs to be a lot smaller than it presently is. It, it's... And so it wouldn't be... Like, I would not be opposed to the idea of... Let's say we remain one United States of America, right? And yep. then we have we have a union of states, and that particular union of states has its own president, and then you have another union of states that has their president. And then you basically just have the federal government to oversee. So then we could have basically two executive branches. We have the uh, executive branch for, you know the 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 conservative states the midwest we'd call them you know i don't know would be the united states of america and then um the liberal states would just be the people's republic of america and uh <clears throat> and then we just have you know two executive branches um that that would have to work together in i don't know <sighs> i think actually a better name would be the uh, socialistic states <clears throat> the social states of america no, I think SSA. socialistic states. Sounds better. Yeah, but it's a little bit of a mouthful. So. They, they like mouthfuls. We call it SSA. I'm not sure what, but they like mouthfuls. The, the SSA is what we call it. The SSA and the USA. The, what will happen is they will, uh, because they're mostly homosexual, uh, they will go extinct. <laughs> That's a very broad... Very broad statement there, Tyler. Well, I mean, look at my brother and sister. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing is, most most liberals are not gay, but most gays are liberal. Does that make sense? <laughs> are you allowed to say gays anymore? That means they're happy. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a derogatory term. I don't know. Maybe I'm not allowed to say that. This is going to get us, this is going to get us kicked off air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't do that. It's the beauty of podcasts. No censoring whatsoever. Um, now, I, uh, I worry about next year. And I've, you know, I, I know I said that. I said that before earlier this year. I said I worry about what's going to happen throughout this year. And I was unfortunately right that you know, things moved in the direction that I thought they were going to move. And I don't think next year is going to be a cakewalk either. Um, so that's why I started another business because that seems like a good idea, right? <laughs> so <laughs> have another small business get thrown in the mix in a, in a, in a year where small businesses have had it the hardest in the, in the, in the, the longest, uh, over the, the, the longest period of history. So I guess, uh, Trump's election lawyer, uh, he basically told. Uh, he told people to stock up on Second Amendment. To, to a to a uh, yeah people to stock up, stock up on Second Amendment uh, items. Was it? Yep. Was it? What did he call it? Second Amendment items or something like Second that. Amendment supplies <laughs> is what he said. Yeah. Just stock up on Second Amendment supplies. Oh, you know what? <sighs> I want to get to. Uh, ooh, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. I want to get to Academy before uh, eight forty. Okay. Well, anyways, I've got it is something to go by there. It is time to uh, it is time to wrap this up. Anyways, um, I've got to get going because I've got a got a quarter mile or a little over a quarter mile barbed wire fence to install. So until the next time, we will uh, we will talk at you folks later.